And just like that, here we go. Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? Here we are in the basement. We're gonna see how the uh, we're gonna see how this shows out tonight down here, guys. What is happening? This is Jig Squad Live <clears throat> Reborn coming back after a little bit of a delay. Gosh, what was it, man? Uh, Dorkfish tackle. I know, right, buddy? Um, yeah, like I I don't know what it was. Was it the beginning of May? Um, I'm not really sure when we even when I even put this on the brakes for a little bit. Um, George, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, so much, so much to tell, so much to tell, so much to tell. Um, I actually have like a little agenda for myself tonight. Um, because there's a lot to talk about. Jimbo Slice, what's up, brother? Um, yeah, so like I'm down in the basement. So here's the thing, everyone always asks, like, let's see which way should I go? Like Murph, how many molds you got? Big Malone, what's up, brother? I'm like, those are my molds. Most of them are triple deep. Um, I don't know, 50-some molds maybe. All my paints are kind of over here, over there, over there. Um, a lot of paints, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, there's yeah. – <laughs> so I decided, Matt, South Jersey Fisherman, what's up, dude? Um, you guys, I don't know. I already feel different coming back, you know, like new things, new beginnings. This is the, this is the jig squad lab down in the basement. David, what's up, buddy? Yeah. So here we are down in the basement guys. So lots of things are going on. So, um, I kind of had this all kind of worked out. We'll see who jumps in. Um, we'll see who jumps in, but I mean, we'll start off with, um, so where have I been? Um, so, there's some people that are not on social or on YouTube, excuse me. There are some people that are not on Instagram and don't probably get to see um, some of the things I post, which is a shame because I kind of use that as my vehicle um, to kind of talk about YouTube. Right. <clears throat> so how's the sound? I, I just want to check with you guys. How's the sound? I actually should open YouTube in another screen. Let's do that. YouTube, just so I could see what the heck is going on and what isn't. If the video is garbage, big squad. Spare with me a minute here. I just want to see so I can check it once in a while and see what it looks like. Because I haven't done this down in the basement too much. So I need to make sure that I'm looking to see what the heck is going on. Volumes down, ads. So there's an ad right off the bat when we start. How do you like that? Sorry about that, <laughs> but I'm going to look. So I'll come back in a second here. I'm actually over on looking on YouTube because I don't go through there. All right, four, three, two, one. These ads are ridiculous. Maybe I should take these away. I'll have to tell you about that. All right, so it, it looks okay. We'll see if it comes in or out. Sounds good. All right, so basically the setup down there is uh, Gators. What's up, buddy? Larry Hadley, David Williams, Matt Weimer. How are you, buddy? Um, so I'm down in the basement and I'm not using the cool little camera or the cool little microphone. I'm literally just using my laptop in like a, uh, secondary light. So actually I was going to turn this one on too. So too much, 
turn that off. Ah, whatever. We'll leave it at. If you guys think I look too, it's too much, then I'll turn it off. Um, so I have one uh, auxiliary light um, that I'm using in just the laptop. So I feel like I, you know, things are a little simpler. I get to do it down in the basement. Um, so the big question is, guys, we're going to talk about some couple things. I'm going to talk about new beginnings for Jig Squad, what um, what future live shows uh, possibly might look like. But let's just get started. So where have I been? So I talk to people all the time and I say I'm in education, right? And, um, you know, the end of the year is just crazy. It just it is what it is, right? Um, and so uh, I decided, I'm like, I need a break. So I decided I was going to take a break. And um, there's a couple different reasons for that. One, just because things are so crazy and busy. And two, because in this game, you got to keep your mental sanity. Um, it's a lot of work maintaining social media, right? Um, whether that be shows, thumbnails, faith first, what's going on, buddy? How are you? It's a lot of work maintaining all this stuff. And I just said, I'm like, I need a break. Um, <clears throat> I think sometimes our hopes and aspirations for what the things we work on, what they become, don't always match up with what they ultimately are, right? Um, I'll talk more about that as the show goes on tonight. Um, but so take a break. Take a break to me was I'm going to. I'm going to rebrand the show a little bit of how we do it. Um, and But before I did that, I wanted to take a break. Made sense. End of May. I had a couple of trips coming up that were planned. Um, so I announced that in May, and I was taking a break, right? So I did. I got out of school. And literally right before school got out, oh, I'm going to show you guys a picture. Like the the day before school got out, this happened in the Murphy household. Yeah, right. That's that's broke, broke. So that is one of my son's arms um, about two weeks back. And he had to go in for surgery. Yeah, I know. It wasn't good. Um, transferred ambulance to one hospital, transferred to another hospital. Um, it was a big deal. He has had surgeries. He had two rods um placed in the ulna and radius both were snapped to count double compound i don't know if that's the right term uh but he has had surgery so he dealt with that but as a result of that several things have changed no not skateboarding on the trampoline in the backyard ironically enough he didn't fall off he didn't fall on the side it was a compression snap he was doing flips uh he he thought he was over rotating my guess is he doesn't know this i think he locked his arms up and when he locked his arms up, compression break on the left arm. So not not a good scene, right? Gators, what's up, buddy? So that was, that was situation number one. So health-wise, he's okay. He's Michael Bradley, what's up? So health-wise, middle son is okay. Um, but as a result of that, because he needed surgery, I was supposed to leave the day, a couple days after that, for Sturgeon Bay on my last day of school that night. Uh, and it turned out I didn't go to Sturgeon Bay. Um, I I waited a few days. I had some other friends who were going up there. Um, and I ultimately did go up to Sturgeon Bay. Um, but I for just for two, two days. Um, so it was a little different. In addition to that, I had a trip to Costa Rica that our family was going on, on the, in June. And that Costa Rica trip has been canceled as a result because we were bringing our kids with. Um, yeah, I know. Dang trampoline. Um 
we people said, why didn't you leave them at home? Go to Costa Rica. Nope. I love my kids. Uh, Gators, it didn't happen. So that was, I went up to Sturgeon Bay for a couple of days, but Costa Rica is canceled as a result of that injury for my son. So it's okay. No big deal. Um, Trippy, what's going on, buddy? So I did take a break. It was a relaxing break. School got done. Will Jungkin, what's up, buddy? Um, thank you. I appreciate you, dude, very much. Um, so the trips all got screwed up, changed, and that's okay because my son's all right. He's healthy. He's doing all right. He's got a long road to recovery. But that's basically the gist of that. So, um, yeah, so it, what started off as a break turned into – you know, and some trips coming up turned into it really wasn't going that way. So, um, but anyway, that's where I've been, right? Um, and I just decided I needed a break. Um, you know, there were some, there were a couple of things that happened. We'll see if I wind up. I'll say some things tonight, and how far I say them, I don't know. Um, there's Brian. What's going on? Thank you very much, buddy. Um, yeah, I'll I'll show that break a few more times for anyone that comes in late. So this is that's my son's arm. Yeah, it didn't go well. That was that's broke, broke. Um, anyway, he's an awesome kid. I love him to death. I wouldn't want to go on vacation without this kid and um three uh, three boys, and uh, we're not going without. So that's just how it's gonna go. Um, so before, so I'm on this break and building up to that break and me deciding to take a break. There were a couple of things that kind of went on. One, I was exhausted. Two, um, I wanted to f- focus on work, school, and then three, uh the industry was just getting on, getting on me a little bit. Right. Um, some people in it, you know, stuff happens, right. We blow things off in this world, but sometimes it gets, gets to, you. um, yeah. Yeah. It, the bags over at Gators, that does work. The only thing we thought is like, we're going out of the country and it's so much money. It's not like a normal, regular trip. And I'm like, we're like, no way we'll reschedule. We'll do it another time. You know, I think we're going to switch Costa Rica the next summer. So, um, but we'll do other things. We'll try and do something else this summer. But so anyway, um, so the industry was getting, getting me a little bit. So, and I ultimately, um, yeah, will orthopedic sports med. Yeah. They will never have a trampoline. I think I'm trying to decide how quickly we're taking ours down. <laughs> um, so, but you guys, in case you've been, if you follow me on Instagram and you see stuff, yeah, so on the fly, yeah, he'll go in your place. I that would be great. <laughs> All right. So in the meantime, um, and I'll talk about this more at the end. But I've been just designing. I've really had a good time sitting down at the vice, um, not worrying about social media, and I've really enjoyed myself. And I had a lot of designs over the last year plus that uh, some that I've had. Some that I wanted to put in a new style of this micro finesse jig that I'm going to come out with, with shapeshifter jigs. Um, but I'm just working on what I love, designing. And I've been having a great time with that. And mentally, it's been been a good thing, you know. Um, and a lot of it is because I just got tired of all the, um, I'm just going to say this, guys. I got, and this has to do with why I decided to take a break, too, is I got tired of all the takers. And what I mean by that is um, if you're a designer, right, or you're a jig maker or you weren't a jig maker and you decided you wanted to make jigs, that's all fine um, fine and dandy. Um, Joel, thanks, buddy. Um, but 
I started noticing that there was some changes happening in my whole experience with jig squat. And basically, um, as you guys have heard me say before, if you have, if you've been here before, I always say I'll help anyone out and I will, but I gotta be honest with you. There were a few people out there, um, that have decided they were going to go and sell jigs and things like that. No big deal. People could do whatever the heck they want, wherever they're at in their jig making experience, they decide they want to sell jigs. That's fine. Um, and I realized that and I kind of knew that going into starting jig squad, but what I started noticing is there were some people out there, uh, and not just one or two, there were six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I kept noticing there were people that started kind of shit talking, um, some designers out there and, and saying things about, oh yeah, they don't want to give up their secrets and everything else. And um, just just talking, talking about other people when they should just learn to shut their mouths. And I, I'm like, why why are people like that? Why are people doing that? And um, and I got turned off by it a lot. And I, I'm not going to lie. I questioned a little bit. I go, see, I knew that this was going to be part of Jig Squad. But my goal with Jig Squad was to tell a story, have other people tell their story, help other people out and be good to others, right? That was like the goal of a lot of it. And then what ultimately, and I, I do, I definitely think that's been part of Jig Squad and the live shows and all those things. I think that that's all happened. Um, Yeah, Big Malone, right? Like, it's hard to think about that because like I got a lot of years in, you know, and I brought a lot of experienced people in and I'm okay. I No regrets, no regrets what we put out there, right? Or what other people have put out there. But when other people disparage that and kind of talk crap about people, then I, I'm, I'm not okay with that. You know, you're so right, Trippy. It happens everywhere. It's not just the jig world. And, you know, I mean, this isn't like an eye opener for me or shame on me. Like I didn't know this going in. Um, let me let me quote this from Matt here as we go. Um, you, and I'm just reading this first time. You got to remember, Kuda, I think no matter how much you want to stay away from the negativity, there's always someone that will hate on something for no reason. See, this is very true. And like Michael's saying, they call them secrets for a reason. Um, and Joel's saying they need to figure out things on their own. I just started making my own this past winter and it's been fun, frustrating and a learning experience. Okay. So that's good. I'm glad Joel said that. Cause let me play off of that. So that's true, but I decided that I wanted to kind of rip the cover off on that a little bit. And you know, it's Pandora's box to an extent, right? Um, because I want us to form a community. I want us to be supportive of each other. But there are some people that all they did was take, 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 and they don't give, 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 give. It doesn't mean that they have to give back strategies on jig making or anything like that. But what they do need to do is people should be thankful, supportive, communicative. Um, like, uh, let me give you an example. Gators. Gators is in chat. Gators is a guy who never tied a jig before in his life. And then he said, oh, I'm going to get started and do some things. There's, um, I think, All Bassed Up. I think that's his name, All Bassed Up on Instagram. He started making jigs, and he's like, this has been therapeutic for me. He sells them. I just saw a picture he posted today that he's selling jigs over the last year plus time. He makes some great stuff, and he's selling them at, like, I don't know if it's flea markets or type of things like that. Those are all okay things. But it's the people out there that are doing a lot of jaw yapping and um, they, they're just negative. They're, to be honest with you, they're probably the same people that I wouldn't share a bear with. You know, um, 
And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not throwing out names. That's not my intention. But there are some people that are well-known in the jig-making scene that are nothing but takers. And, you know, you guys can figure that out for yourselves, right? Um, I could tell you this. No one in here right now is in that boat. But, I mean, um, there's some people like that. And I, I don't have time for them. Um, and I called, I called one of them out, too. Tom Morehouse. What's up, buddy? Um, and I called one of them out and he, he couldn't figure out why I said, I'm like, all you do is take, take, take. And you don't, you don't even communicate back or you sh support, you don't show support for other people. And um, it's like, it's like clap for me and enjoy the show. And that's it. Well, that guy's never going to make it, you know? Um, yeah, George, you're right. There's no secrets anymore. So this is not like I was some idiot going into this and realizing the jig squad wasn't going to share a lot of people's information. Um, yeah, so on the flight tackle, it's so obvious who they are. It's disappointing. And I'm not asking everyone to go figure who these people are. I'll figure out who they are. But what I'm saying is I'm, I am no longer going to be saying this. I love everyone. No, I don't. Some people suck. That's it. Um, Brian says, I know how you feel. My great-grandpa invented the O'Shaughnessy hook back in, the, in Poland. I, Brian, are you kidding me? This is so great. What a great comment invented the O'Shaughnessy hook back in Poland in 1927. It was known as the Kolzak bend. Then Larry O'Shaughnessy brought the design to America and stole it. I love it. I don't love that that happened, but I love that that's part of your history and who you are, Brian. Wow, that's wild. That's so cool. And if you're pulling my leg, Brian, I love you even more, buddy. <laughs> um, so, guys, I don't know. I like I said, I part of me taking a break was kind of like I'm, you know, I, I got to reset. And and here's another thing too. And I'm not taking this away from anyone we've ever had on this show. There's been lots of good people that have been on the show. Um, you need to put out that shirt. Some people suck. Yeah, I saw. Maybe I'll make a sticker like that or something. Um, so I I ultimately I said. Okay, we're doing these interviews. I get stressed out about some of the interviews a little bit because I'm thinking, I'm waiting. I want people to be happy. I want them to have a good experience. I don't want somebody to, you know, to go after them on, on a live. Brendan Brown, what's up, buddy? Um, and so, like, you worry about your guests, right? You care about them. You want them to have a good experience. You want them to show out well. Um, so that became, like, an extra thing to worry about. And, and, and then I started realizing, I'm like, I'm a designer. I want to design. When I took the break, I go, I like designing. I want to design. I want it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate Yeah, I'm glad I'm back, too. And I, I'm like, that's what I want to do. So I started designing. I went crazy. I started working on getting myself together. And I decided, guys, I wish I could pull up. I could pull up the screen, but I'm not going to. Last month, up until up until I stopped doing the shows at the beginning of May, I was making about $8 a month on YouTube. No joke. $8 a month. And then... In the last month, I made like a dollar eighty-two or something like that from like views. So I don't want anyone to think I'm making money at YouTube. Um, let's see, Brian Kuda has me not sure to believe this or to wonder how small of a world it is. Yeah, right. Faith first. I, you know, I stopped making stickers. I still have more left that people haven't bought. So I'm like, I'm just gonna lay low. Like I, I literally took a break from everything. But you know, I may. Um, so. Basically, I've been working on making my own jigs, right? And um, and I talked about that about some of these people out there, the takers. 
and I, the one that got to me, um, yeah, I know. Now you got another show to listen to. And what happened is, I think seeing friends like disparaged and talked about and comments made, like that's the thing that really got to me. And I, when I say friends, I mean designers. And I'm like, no, not, that, that's not how this works. You can't be somebody that took, 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 and then turn around and tell everyone that they're um, keeping their secrets. And then you go and tell. You go and tell what people helped you out with. Um, not okay, right? Um, and the other thing is, too, let me let me talk about this a little bit. Um, I do have a rub about this a little bit. Like, I talked about, like, I, I all bassed up. He's a dude that, like, learned started making jigs because of jig squat or around the same time. And now he's been, he messaged me. He's like, dude, I'm so thankful. I appreciate all this. And you know what I've learned, what I've gotten excited about. And he does some great, Oh, he's here. See, he's hitting the farmer's markets. That's what it is. So I appreciate all best up, right? He's not part of these people that I'm talking about, right? Because he, he's gone out. People, people could go out and do whatever the heck they want. I don't care. I don't want to just say because you decided to start selling jigs. And not you, I'll best up. I'm just saying anyone. But there's people out there that are just doing things. And, um, like, I went out of my way to help. And, like, they just went off on another road. And, like, it is what it is. It's not, that's on me, though. But I will tell you this. So what I'll say, I'll describe it like this. I started Jig Squad to help people define what what the hobby is to them are they a jig maker do they enjoy jig design do they enjoy jig making i didn't enjoy, i didn't start jig squad so everyone else could get their hustle on you know i'm not i'm not that ad that appears on youtube about how to make money <laughs> like that's not that's not why i started jig squad but i completely realized that that's all part of it people will follow their own pathways and for those that did it with a genuineness and a care and a thank and being thankful for anything anyone ever helped him out with. Like I say, all bassed up is one of those dudes. Like he's gone out there and done it. I'm super proud of him. Right. But there's other people that they're not like that. Um, and trippy knows that a little bit himself, trippy sticks who is in chat. Um, so that's just, there's a difference between hobby and a hustle, right? And jig squad was about the hobby, but guys, listen, what happened is I bring in all these designers and what started to happen is over time, uh, we started repeating a lot of things. Um, yeah, you're trippy. Me too, buddy. I learned a lot from the shows. Well, what happened in a year's year and a half's time, we started a lot of things get repeated, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with that. So it was kind of like a lot of you who I'm, friends with, and I consider you acquaintances in this fishing in world that we play around in, right? I consider um, your opinions valuable. And some of the things that would come up, it's like, now I have to, now I'm waiting to hear a new tidbit that comes up. Not in a bad way, but this is the things people would talk to me about. Not just one person, many people. Um, yes, I'll best up. Yes, sir. Um, and so it's just one of those things where it's like, you start seeing it and, and you're like, okay. And I got tired of it. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a difference between having a guest on your show and hanging out with a guest and then feeling like you have to interview somebody and you have to get a, a certain element of questions out and hooks and flow, color design and what's first and all these other things. And it becomes tasking and it doesn't, it's not as fun anymore. 
And I'm just going to be honest. I mean, it wasn't as fun anymore. And so ultimately, the, all these things came together and I said, time to take a break, right? Um, and I kind of knew in my head that I wanted to redo some things a little bit. So I'm like, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? There's a lot of things. Like I watch some other people's shows and um, periodically I missed a lot of shows in the last month and a half. Um, so hold on. Let's see here. Uh, Faith First is asking, oh, Brennan's, so I'm working on carving a lure. Faith First Fishing, carving a lure because of Brennan Brown. Cool. Um, Will is saying, uh, have never made a jig, but I would say that you, thank you for one time spent with me just teaching me how to pour lead, even if it was just a Ned rig. Yeah, Will, you don't have to get fancy in this game. As a matter of fact, I, I got back the, the most enjoyable pours I've had lately are some standard just tube tube jigs. Um, it, this game is too complicated. And, you know, listen, I'm going to throw this out there. Everyone knows I'm with doing molds. Uh, I'll play around with some plastic bait making. I'm not a plastic bait maker. That's not what I do. I'm a jig maker. I'm jig squad. Uh, I'm not here to promote other companies. I'm not here to promote doing molds. I'm not here to – I'm here to – I'm a jig maker. And along the way, I talk about jigs, and I talk about the doing molds I have, and I talk about how to make things, and I show people how to do it, and that's what I do. Um, and I'm sticking to what I know the best. I make some plastics, swim baits particularly. That slick shiner mold is phenomenal from doing. Um, you guys can yeah, – can you see the pumps back there? Anyway, um, so – Anyway, just a little bit about that. You know, so I, there's more that I want to talk about. Like when I see stuff going on in the tournament scene, I want I want to talk about it. When I see other things go on, I want to talk about it a little bit. And I'm like, shoot, I'm jig squad. I can't I can't talk about it. I interview people about jig making and design. Man, we talk about jig design all the time. We're still going to talk about jig design. And sometimes I'm not going to have a guest on. But we're going to start talking about uh, a little bit more. Oh, look at, see, I got a quote. Let's see. What, what, what's Gator say? When I go to market, my jigs will be number one in tackle warehouse. Bass Pro, Walmart, Amazon, Academy, all local mom and pop shops. Did I miss anyone? My jigs will be the best ever, or at least that was my dream. Gators, you and me both, brother. Can I come and work for you? I want to. And Brennan Brown, um, guys, I can't tell you about this, but Brennan Brown is working on a jig that the industry has never, ever seen anything close to. Brennan Brown is, and that's all I'm going to say. Someday. Matt's saying, I could see what you're saying, Kudo. When things get to, too repetitive, it kind of, it does kind of feel um, feel a different way. It does, man. Um, and the thing is, one of the things that I think people like about me is that when I say silly things, like when I say slapstick things, Jeff, what's going on, buddy? Stopping to say hi. Great people. I appreciate you, dude. Dude, it's going to get better. Get ready. Um yeah, dude, Jeff Jeff's making some killer jigs. Um, and he hasn't gone worldwide yet, but he's he's able to support your hobby. Like you you definitely should try and support your hobby if you can, right? It's definitely a thing. And um, I'll talk about that at the end of how I'm deciding I'm gonna support my hobby. I told you about my big dollar eighty two I made last month on YouTube. But anyway, content creators. Okay, so here's one of the things. When I go live, one of the things we're gonna do is I don't know if it's going to be a segment or something we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the happenings in the industry a little bit. And here's what I'm going to say about that. You guys all know the hot ones lately. What has everyone talked about? Poche jumping into a, <laughs> a wildlife area, um, uh, whether it was allowed or not. Yet, you know, the roller dam. I'm not talking about Poche. I like Keith Poche. 
Um, but I will tell all, let, yeah, let, let me just say one thing. Um, there are some people out there that can't, how do I say this? There are some anglers out there, Pro, uh, they're pro anglers. Anyone who fishes a Bassmaster Open is a pro angler. If you're fishing for money, you move on to a pro level. I'll talk about that in a second. There are some anglers out there that just recently went into the Elite Series, right? Uh, not, I shouldn't say it, in the Opens that ran their mouths over the last couple of years talking, saying stuff about people that are running tin rigs and running smaller size engines and how they shouldn't be allowed on the water to compete and everything else. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, that's fine because I'm not a name dropper. But those guys should shut their mouths because they can't catch fish. I hate to say it, but they can't catch fish. They can't compete in the opens, but yet they run their mouths and say a lot of things on social media. I'm just going to leave it alone because I'm calling this now content creators and fair play, right? So let me explain what I mean by my next little section here. Content creation and fair play. I'm a YouTuber, right? I'm a jig maker. No, not Auburn. No. Um, although that guy, Tucker Smith, that guy fishing in the open. Uh, see, I shouldn't say any names. Hey, that guy, they've been talking about him cheating for years. But hey, what? We shouldn't talk about it. But let's get down to the real nitty gritty. Content creators and fair play. All right? So. I'm a YouTube guy. I'm a jig maker. I decided I was going to be a YouTuber. I can't catch fish the way guys do that are professional fishermen. That's the truth, right? I don't I don't compete the way they do, but I think they're pro fishermen. They earn the right. They earn the right to be called that. But what I'm also going to tell you is this. When I see pro fishermen, right, going and talking smack about YouTubers, See, there's this crossover, right? Because you've got YouTubers that are going to do some pro fishermen things, right? And you got pro fishermen that are realizing, wow, we're not making enough money. We have to compensate with YouTube. And to be honest with you, some of them, some of them about are as exciting as milky toast. But they realize they got to do the social media game. The other thing that they should realize is you can't go and yet your jaws and run your mouth and talk about YouTubers and saying you shouldn't call yourself pro fishermen. Well, back at you, because the rule of fair play says if you're going to open your mouth and run it and talk about the YouTubers and you can't do YouTube the same way, the reason you don't make more money is because you're no good at YouTube and you haven't figured out how to do it yet. So I'm going to have comments on things, right? Because I think people that are pro fishermen have earned the right to do what they're doing, right? And they shouldn't shit talk other people. And they could say whatever they want about who's running commercials and who does. There's some guys like Tom saying it. Scott Martin, this guy, Scott, I love Scott Martin. He He's done a great thing. There's been a lot of people. There's been a lot of people that have done a great job. Um, and even I'll even say there's been a lot of pro fishermen that have gone into the podcasting world. But there are some people, you guys, especially on the opens, that they run their mouths and they talk a lot of smack. And now... In the last two years, they've realized, like, oh, we gotta, we gotta figure out how to do YouTube. Okay, fine, but you know what? It's just, the point being, some of these people they can't even catch fish. They shouldn't even be fishing. The opens are crazy. Two hundred and some boat fields. Are you kidding me? It's there's about fifty guys that 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 even have a chance. 
50 guys at best that even have a chance of qualifying is the top nine. And everything after that, they're all donators. And everyone out there knows it. Look at this. See, Ike is doing both. Another guy, right? On the fly. Kuda's fired up. Love it. Yeah. You know, listen, if everyone's out there saying all these other things, Scott Martin, another guy I love. I'm not dropping names myself, but if they come up, I am not, I'm not, I'm going to say my piece. Um, I'm not here to go after people, but I'm here to say, you know, people can't keep talking crap about other people and think that there's not this thing called fair play out there. You open yourself up and you start talking about other people. Guess what? People are going to judge you too. To be, let's be fair. People are going to judge you no matter what, right? No matter what side you're on. But I have the utmost respect, even for the people that I think that yap their jaws too much. May I'm a jaw yapper then too. Okay. But there I give every pro fisherman that's fishing on the higher end pro tours, all the credit in the world. I give every angler that's fishing on the opens, all the credit in the world for going out there and making an effort to compete. But the sad reality is there isn't any more than 50. And I don't even know if it's that many that even have a chance at coming close to qualifying for the top nine to go to the elites. And I don't understand the other side as much with, uh, the Bass Pro Tour and everything else. Okay. Brian's saying, um, all right, let's see here. Yeah, Gators is saying pro guys better get going on YouTube. And I think so many of them are Gators. Um, and the ad dollars, um, it's 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 extremely disappointing to me, to be honest with you, because I think that they have worked their tails off and made such sacrifices for their families, even the opens too, guys. Um, they should have had an opportunity to make more money. You don't make any money on the opens. It's a joke. Bass should be ashamed of themselves. Um, and the ad dollars will follow the views. That, And I hate to say it, but that's what it's become. And so I feel bad for the anglers because the issue has always been the same. It hasn't changed, right? Um, and so they really deserve more. They do. But the reality is they shouldn't say things about YouTubers, right? Because Ben Milliken's going to whoop all their arses. And, and everyone thinks he's a big fish fisherman. But Ben, ben Milliken, I'm going to tell you right now, wait till you see his finesse game. And there's people out there that have no idea how good it is. He he He's a fish catcher. He's a machine, and he does an awesome job. And he's going to show a lot of people when it gets to all these northern waters that he could catch fish there just as well as he can in any other way. People have made him the big bait fisherman, and he's going to crush in the small bait world catching smallies. You watch. Watch what happens. Um, Matt says, even though I don't agree with everything Zeldane has done, he has a great channel. Matt, I like his um, the bilge. I like his podcast a lot. I really do. Um, and, I, and I like him. Uh, I would agree with your comment. I don't agree with everything, but I like him. Um, Brian's saying they stop watching the pros. They do commercials for baits. They don't even fish. They just take the money. You know, Brian, isn't it crazy how isn't it crazy how the industry has become that though? Um, you know, I, I'll save, I'll save my opinion of information sharing and all that for another show. <laughs> Cause that's a whole nother topic, but um, pro fishermen and anyone with sponsorships work their tails off for companies and, um, and do things for them. And I don't think they're compensated um equally across the board. I know people that are barely getting any money for sponsorships. And I know people that have 50,000 followers on YouTube that are getting double the, double the amount of dollars 
from some big companies than pro fishermen are. On the elite tours, guys, 50,000 followers, double the amount of money. So saying ain't real, but it's it's real, okay? Um, Dustin says, we need more people keeping it real in the fishing world, period. Yeah, you know, it's true, Dustin. Um, Bass and MLF to combine Faith First. It could get crazy. On the fly saying, Mercer had a fun one with Fighter a while back. That podcast sure caused some controversy. That's a great comment because um, Fighter, Fighter's an old schooler, right? He just is. He's, I mean, I I got to have at least 10 to 15 years on Fighter. I don't even think the boys cracked 40 yet. Um, but I'll tell you what, he he's an old heart. And uh, he talks about information sharing and he was on Mercer. And if you haven't watched Dave Mercer and his podcast with Fighter, you should go watch it. It's a great, great episode. Um, I enjoyed it. And it's good to hear some people share some other perspectives. All right, Gators. Randy B gets it from a lot of people. The guy's making more money from YouTube than he probably did fishing. Don't hate the guy. He's padding his retirement. Hey, good for Randy Blaukett. He says things specifically to get people going. But I will say this. I, I agree with him on a lot of things he says. Disagree with him on others. Um, why Randy Blaukett is killing it is because he goes and puts out two or three videos a day. And he just picks a topic and talks about it for sometimes only three to five minutes. And it gets thousands of views. So he's found a way to have honest conversations. And although some are his opinion, right? Most of them are his opinion and people don't agree. A lot of people do. So um, Brian says, uh, when dual molds comes out with the CUDA bass mold, the game will change. The pros will be begging CUDA for mercy. So Brian, interesting. I'm going to tell you something, guys. I love dual molds so much. Um, I really do. Nothing has ever changed in terms of what I use. Um, I love their molds. As a matter of fact, what did I just pull out today? Uh, I pulled out the Sparky Jig Mold because I wanted to um, I want to make uh, I'm going to make some other chatterbaits. Um, yeah, so um, I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them some more. Um, there's some of my favorites, the Freestyle Mold. If anyone ever has questions about molds, just ask me. I'd be more than happy to steer you in the right direction and kind of get you going. Who was it? Will Junkin earlier? It said, hey, listen, you you helped you help me learn how to pour Neds, and that's all I pour. I love hearing stuff like that because not all of us have – we don't have to do everything. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, Greg, Hook for Life, thanks, buddy. Good to see you too. Um, Michael Bradley, a lot, of YouTube, a lot of sponsors require YouTube presence. A lot of them are now, and it's moving to that. Um, Gator says Trait keeps Chris Zeldane going. Um, she is, she's a, she has her opinions too. Um, but she helps keep things on track. They run a well, they run a good show. I don't, I, I, I enjoy it. Um, Brendan Brown, he says Ben, Ben can put together a big bag consistently, which is what um, uh, the most important thing. I can't wait. I, I know somebody's going to clip that from the show and send that to Milliken or something. I, I just see it happening. Ben follows Jig Squad. So, um, you know, he's a bait maker at heart. He does a lot of testing and experiment, and I love him for it, you know. Um, but anyway, he's a follower of Jig Squad on Instagram. Somebody's going to clip that and put that out there. I, I know it. It'll, it's a matter of time. Um, let's see. Oh, God. Brendan Brown, are you saying um, you're at 1K? Oh, you're waiting to get to 1K? 
fighter. Let's see who else. Fighter is uh, the realist in the game today. He's an old schooler, right? Um, good old Wanda. Yeah. Randy's vids are just kind of boring. They are, but I like, you know, Brendan Brown, Matt Steffen. I, I like Matt Steffen. He's another Bridgeford guy. Um, I enjoy his videos. Uh, but Randy's, I don't, I don't find him boring, Faith First. I'll be honest with you. I like him. Devin, what's going on, buddy? Um, good to see you too. Uh, yeah, Lee Livesey on recently. I didn't, re- I didn't watch the whole episode yet. They talked about how many professional anglers are hiring camera guys um, to up their YouTube game to make more money. Dustin Cannell is one of them. I forgot the guy's name. He used to be on YouTube, but he hired the guy um, from YouTube to be his camera guy, and he's done well. Um, Randy B is always making comments on my wife's OnlyFans page. <laughs> See. Brian, when you say stuff like this, then I start doubting your comments about the O'Shaughnessy hook or, or the Kulzakian hook or whatever you want to call it from years ago. Um, I like Matt Steffen. All right. So, but anyway, content creators and fair play. Maybe that'll be a section of Jig Squad. Content creators and fair play about the happenings. Um, maybe any any type of commentary that we might have about anyone that's starting to show up in the YouTube scene and all, and good for all of them. I want all those guys to make more money. Um, I think it would be great. Um, yeah. Alton Jones Jr. Just hired Tyler's real fishing to edit vids. Um, they, they need that help and, and, and more power to them. Cause as I said before, I really think they deserve more money. They really, they really, 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 really do. Okay. All right. Tournaments. So I talked about tournaments a little bit. Um, I, you guys heard me make the comment. A 200-some bolt field, um, uh, field. 200-some bolt field in the opens is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's crazy because I, I honestly think that 100, 100 guys in that don't even stand a chance. Um, and I think fifty only 50 of those guys have a chance of making the final nine to qualify for the Elite Series. Um, just my opinion. Um, so what does that mean? I think it's crazy. I think that they're, you know, as whether, whether as Milliken calls them whole buzzards, um, or anything else out there, there's just a lot of, um, tomfoolery that goes on in those tournaments. I really believe, um, there's no information rule. I I don't believe, uh, at least it's not like the elites. Um, so it is, it is a grind. And, but I will say the people, you have to put in your time and homework and, and investment in in those things, time and um in your research in order to produce. And and you got to be a stick, right? Um, you know, so those are big things with this tournament. Let's see, what did Matt say? You hear about Josh Jones possibly getting into the tourneys, you think he could possibly do some damage. Matt, I, I'll be honest with you. I really believe I'll leave that up as I answer this. I really believe uh I really believe that forward-facing sonar, when you started to see forward-facing sonar win those tournaments down south, everything, that's a, those are game changers. Everyone thought it was going to be like a, a up north thing. Maybe not entirely, right? I'm, I'm exaggerating this statement. Um, but people were using it. And, um, and the people that got good at it are the ones that can find fish. And um, I'm not saying, like, you got guys like John Cox. God bless that man. He is going to put that freaking trolling motor down and grind the banks. And he works hard. Um, and so I really think 
guys like Josh Jones have mastered their electronics. And I think that's going to be the new face of uh, bass fishing. I really do. Um, and I think Josh Jones, I think that he probably makes so much money guiding. I don't know if he'll ever go into it. Love or hate it. If you qualify to the opens, you are an absolute hammer. Yeah, I know, Brian. And I mean, I'll be honest, even, even though you're a hammer, you still got to be, you still got to have things, the, the chips fall your way. Look at that. I'll tell the McKinney dude, the, the young kid from Southern Illinois, home state. I'm, I'm really rooting for this kid. I really want him to make it. I think his brother, his brother in it as well. Um, but it's the young McKinney. He's only 18. The kids, he's crushing everywhere he goes. Um, and Edwin Evers is coaching a high school team. Good for him, dude. You know, like all these guys, I wish they had an opportunity to earn more money. But I will say some of these old school pros, some of them, not all of them, have lucrative deals with the big companies. They make a lot of money. Um, and there are other guys that I don't know what it was. Maybe they didn't advocate for themselves over the years. They didn't hold the line. But there are guys that are making this much, and then there are guys making this this much. And and the difference is um, significant. Um, Joel P., why do I think you, I may know one of these people you speak of? I Yeah, I don't know. I mean – there are so many good people out there though, guys. And like I said, I, I everyone that fishes on, uh, whether it be the opens or the elites or any other tours, they deserve more. They really do. I think bass is absolute garbage. It just is. I mean, th I love them because they're the only thing out there and what we've always known, but the way these things are structured for what they do, um, it's just the money isn't there. These guys fish in the opens. I mean, they're 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 sacrificing so much. Look at Jamie Bruce and these guys coming from Canada. What they're spending, this is not viable. So whatever. I mean, do I think you should have to qualify for all nine? We'll save that for another show. I I do like that format. Um, but they have to have. I, now I feel there's a void between the opens and then one level down, which is the old BFLs. So, um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, what does it say? It's his cousin. He's got a silver spoon up his arse. Teach McKinney to earn something instead of getting everything paid for. Well, people say these things, right? I get all that, but you still got to go out and catch the fish, right? So all those things could be true, Dustin. Um, yeah, it could be. You know, I'm not really sure, but all I know is he's catching them. Um, interesting. It. I like hearing... I like hearing people's backgrounds of where they come from. It's important, whether it's fishermen or just you, me, or everyday Joes. Um, Matt saying, 100% always respect the guys that are doing it old school way and them staying in that top ranking with the guys consistently using forward-facing sonar is insane. That's incredible skill. It is. It is incredible skill. Um, and I don't care if people are old school, new school, or how they're doing it. Um, it's a grind. Um, yeah, Gary's saying the opens aren't a moneymaker. Yeah. You, you're doing it to qualify. Um, uh, Polinick does a great job with his YouTube channel. I enjoy that as well. Um, tourney fishing and making good videos. One guy who's great is the old Canadian Cooper Gallant. Yeah, Faith Verse, interesting. I haven't watched a lot of his stuff. I'd like to check him out. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll, we'll talk about Oliver Big Bass Dreams. I'm going to tell you something. I met Oliver at the Chicago show this year. Nicest dude in the world. And, you know, he could have just said hi and walked away. No, I actually stopped, talked, 
And whether whether people think he's full of shit, not, or in between, the guy showed a stop, took the time to hang out and chat a little bit, ask genuine, genuinely intelligent questions and interact. And I appreciate him for that. Um, yeah, Dustin's saying when you're 18, you had to go to school. 60K a year for someone to pre-fish for him. He should be good. Yeah, if somebody pre-fishes for you, that's uh, <laughs> that helps out too. Yeah, I um so all right, so listen, I obviously people like this discussion a little bit. You guys want to have this as like a we'll talk tournaments in the future and maybe stir the pot a little bit and people could get mad at us, and then maybe when they talk about me, they actually have something legitimate to say. They can they could be rightfully annoyed with me. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, but anyway, I will say closing comment on that. No matter what, I respect the heck out of all of them for doing it. Um, the ones that cheat, no, don't like you. Um, <laughs> I'll never like you, but because you do it, you are a pro in my mind. And, um, and I think you deserve a lot of, a lot more support than the industry has found a way to give you. And that's why YouTube and social media has become such a huge thing. Um, and so what do you guys think? Yeah, well, we'll I'll tell you what. I never do this, but now we're going to start doing it. Uh, click the like button. Um, subscribe if you haven't. Um, they say it helps out the algorithm. So maybe I could get out of that 6 $7 a month range on, on YouTube. <laughs> and, and we're going to have some cool segments. Like, I'll give you an idea. Uh, one thing I'd like to do is do some spotlights. I won't give it all away. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Um, is I do want to do some spotlighting of some future tournaments that are going to be coming up and what they may look like with some guests. And there's some more parts that are in the work works here on that. Um, before I share more on that, so I am going to be bringing guests on the show. It's going to be a little different. It's not going to be interview format. Um, you know, so that's uh, that's coming up. Will's got some good comments here too, you guys. Um, just because you see a fish swimming in the world live scope, you still need to catch them. It's, it's, this is, this is very true. Um, you're, you, you don't always need specialized electronics. It's true. Brian, I like making jigs. That's my hobby. It's why I like cool and sell some of them, Brian, make some money back. All right. So on the fly, I think you should start up a jig squad tournament next year. You can only fish with jigs you made yourself. Um, it's a great idea. Eh, not going to happen. This live chat has been moved. Is starting to get annoying. I don't know what the hell that even means, Tria. I would lose that one. Only 15 likes. Yeah, guys, whatever you do, hit the like. Do it. Do what you're gonna do. Um, but comment down below if you guys want to see that segment continue about tournament discussion and um and fair play and talking about these pro fishermen that are coming into the YouTube scene and what's out there. What else? Cooper Gallant is my takeaway tonight. Um, I want I want to go check out Coop stuff. Um. All right, so we could talk about whatever else too, but the last last segment I had in my head. Um, all right, the future. What does it look like? Um, I just want to show you. Uh, well, no, I'll save that for another time. Uh, so what does the future look like? Um, as I told you guys before, I have been working on designing stuff, and um, I don't want to go into this too much because I'm waiting on when I'm going to release these things, to be honest with you. So I... It is, I, I said for a while that I wasn't going to be selling jigs. Um, I can't make $1.82 on YouTube and keep spending my time doing all this anymore. So um, I like designing more than I like YouTube. Just going to be honest. 
um, and Instagram and everything else. So I am coming out with my own jig line. Uh, they are going to be eighth ounce micro finesse jigs with a one out hook on them, 90 degree line tie. Um, you know, you guys get an idea. This is, this is, um, this is rubber, rubber. You're not going to see in many other places. They're all hand tied with a wire keeper, but there's a new feature. This is a modified jig that I'm using with a wire keeper. Uh, this is only one. I'll show you a few more. I won't show all of them. I've got about probably 15 to 20 colors designed. Um, uh, the, the shape shifter jigs, shape shifter jigs, the whole concept, not that black one I showed you the whole concept be, behind why I came out with this jig line is because I've been using over the last year, a smaller finesse size football jig and the intent behind this only eight ounce. No, Matt, let me tell you how this works. Eight ounce is the weight of that jig before you do anything else to it. Weigh it out, it weighs out at almost exactly three sixteenths of an ounce. Just FYI, right? I'll talk more about that in time, right? Um, but it's going to weigh out at three sixteenths of an ounce. No weed guard. A uh, couple features. These are meant to be fished on the bottom, uh, rocky areas. But the other function of these is you can swim them. Um, uh, a lot of guys will tell you they're swimming football jigs uh, themselves. Um, I don't believe in flat. I, I shouldn't say for this type of jig, I don't believe in um, flat eyes. It's going to be a, you guys see, it's going to be a vertical eye, 60 degrees. One on hook, as I said, profile on all these. Here's a new one everyone hasn't seen yet, I don't think. Oh, yeah, did I show this one yet? Profile on all these is going to be two inches. And there, there's a reason for this because you can use smaller trailers. It's a finesse jig. What hook am I using and why? I'm using that 60-degree eye, um, and I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I I want to be able to fish these a little shallower. Um, we use a lot on the south end of Lake Michigan. We use a lot of 90-degree um, jigs because if we're fishing deeper, um, you're talking you're, it's a vertical presentation. So when you pull on that line tight, you're pulling off. But two reasons. One, the 60-degree eye is I want to be able to use these. Um, I, I, I design them mostly – for river fishing. So you're fishing shallower water. And as you, as you start to retrieve that, you're going to get some of that forward pull a little differently than that vertical line tie. But the other thing is um, you swimming this. So most swim jigs are going to have um, uh, a more, even less than a 60, a 45, a 20. I don't even know what the, the percentages are, but I, you could swim these as well. Um, but I like the vertical line tie. I don't like the flat eye. I don't think that it does what everyone says it does. I don't think that it pulls your jig, excuse me, like this. I don't think it pulls your jig over like this. Um, rocks aren't designed perfectly flat, so you're going to fall forward. It doesn't work like that. If you're in wood, I think that sometimes it'll help you with wood because typically it's a contoured um, type of piece of material. Um, but I, I primarily design these because I'm a river fisherman. But where they're going to excel is in um, lake systems where you're chasing after smallmouth. Um, casting in the shallows, pulling them into deeper water. They're going to work really well there too. Um, one of the functions of how I decided to do these is I decided to, um, to thread tie them instead of wire tie them. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to get the exact flaring, the exact flaring of the jig um, of how I wanted it. 
So basically there's a tying technique in fly tying called reverse tying. And I wanted to accomplish the same thing without having to reverse tie. Right. So I didn't, in order to do that, the thread, I needed to make sure that the collar was a little bit bigger, but it wasn't as um, bulky as what I was getting from wire tying. And um, I, it just wasn't going to get the flare. So the whole concept is color is everything, guys. I'm sticking to what I've always told everyone. People aren't on the same page with me as this or don't agree, but here's examples. This is um, this one is Witch's Brew. Um, I'm using minimal amount of material. This is um, Blue Crawl. This thing actually smashed the smallies last week up in Door County. So did the black one. Um, this is another one that I haven't showed everyone yet. I'm calling this one Houdini. The whole concept is that there's a degree of translucency included in, in the jigs. And um, I want to be able to have different functions as to why you pull these jigs out and use them. So not only is it based off of bottom con or bottom structure and what color the bottom is, but also light penetration. So you could change up um, what you're doing. So they're going to be six bucks a pop. That's what I'm selling them for. That's what my time's worth and my designs are worth. Um, it's all about the designs. Tom, there's a big debate on this. Can a spitter bait be considered a jig? Sure. Why not, Brendan Brown? <laughs> Tom's saying, what's the difference between parallel um, hook eyes or perpendicular? Um, when to use what type? So people are going to tell you different things. Um I personally like always like a vertical line tie. So what I mean by that time, it's in line. It's parallel to the shank of the hook. Um, they call that typically a vertical line tie. Um, horizontal would be cross-sectioned uh, against the uh, shank of the hook. Um, I don't know why people use them. People talk about using a horizontal line tie for tubes because that's how the, the tubes, everyone thinks that it goes like this. It pulls them over. If you were pulling it, you know, this way, you know, it pulls it over this way. I've never seen a jig or anything else ever go like this in my life. If you're sitting there on a piece of wood and you go like this, barely, you're just trying to get it over without getting hung up. Then I could see it doing that with that type of line tie. But, you know, I, I call hogwash. It's my own opinion. Different jig designers can design what they want. I designed these to fish because I want them to be a fish from shallower into deeper water. No, um, and the skirts, by the way, people ask me way late to the party. I thought it was eight. Sorry, Devo. I know when people post eight Eastern, it's always that, you know, it's always central. It's always central. Um, let me see. I'll show you some other colors while we're here. Debo, Debo came in. So here you go. Look at this is my version of black and blue. Yeah, it, this doesn't show as well. The purple doesn't show as well. So, but anyway, all designed with translucency, right? All the jigs are designed, most, except the black ones, are designed with a degree of translucency. This is my version of black and blue. The other one was black and purple, excuse me. Um, but the whole concept is this one I'm calling Animal Cracker. This is, you're not going to be able to see this, but this is pink and blue. Um, so, like I said, guys, more colors are coming out. Um why am I doing this? Because I decided that I'm a jig designer and I'm not a, I'm not a YouTuber. Uh, I'm going to keep doing YouTube. We're going to do a little tournament section, uh, content creators, 
section um, and just having some fun. But like I said, this is this is what I decided to do. I want to be a jig maker. So Shapeshifter Jigs is born. It's about creating. I'm making eighth ounce micro finesse football jigs that are only going to be available in limited small batch runs. I am still working on um, specific colors coming out with two companies. Tightrope is still happening. It's just their tightrope's doing some things that they're working on right now too. They have to get settled. And then another company that'll be named this summer, but I'm selling jigs. That's the deal. And um, like I said, they're, I'm selling them for six bucks a pop. Um, my time and my designs are, I think everything that I want them to be. It's about translucency, how they appear in the water and they catch fish. As a matter of fact, hold on, just because I know everyone always asks. I Let me see. I can grab some pictures real quick here for my buddy from this past weekend. Let me see what we got here. He just sent me some pictures. So my I am I am my people out there taking pictures already. Um I'm not taking pictures just to sit there and say, look at the six pound bass, because I didn't catch any six pound bass up in Sturgeon Bay last week. Um, but you know, like I said, guys, these jigs are multi-purpose. You're gonna be able to swim them. Uh, we've been using them at the ponds and they've been crushing fish. Um, but like I said, they're awesome, and you're not gonna find anything else out there like them, custom tied in uh, small batch quantities in these color patterns. You're not going to find color patterns like these anywhere. Um, and that's what it's about, all the color. Um, Gators wants to be my first. All right, so guys, what do you think? Gators wants to be my first paid pro, and he's going to do it for 25K. I, Gators, you're in. I'm going to pay you 25K. Once I make 25K off of this, I'm going to give you all of it. Is that fair? I don't think that's going to happen, but um, no, you guys, I, I like designing and I, I figured that I'm going to do this. The ultimate goal is I want to design for somebody else. That's what I want to do. You know? So in the meantime, I'm going to hang around with uh, this fabulous bunch and uh, still do YouTube. So, um, but anyway, shape shifter jig is coming. I'll talk more about it in time. I will. I'm going to be honest. I'm a jig maker. You guys see all the molds, right? But I'm going to be honest. There is a mold being made that's going to be custom for these, and you will not be able to get these jigs anywhere else, the exact jigs I'm using. There's a custom mold being made. So it's not by do it. It's not going to be a re reproducible mold, um, but it's coming. And it's the reason I waited. I also switched out the hooks. I was using a hook in it I didn't like. Um, I moved on. Uh, I'm using a Mustad hook in there. It's a one-out. Uh, it's stout. Um, it's stout enough where I would put this one out hook up against three outs in almost every other variety. Um, but yet it's still, um, it, it literally is just the right size where if it was any bigger than this, I would have a hard time of uh, the diameter of the hook. I would have a hard time putting it in a smaller eighth ounce jig. Um, spin casting. Yeah, Brent, most, I don't know if that's for me. Yeah, mostly. But because it weighs out at three sixteenths of an ounce, people are going to be able to use bait casters for it. Um, Faith first. That's awesome. You guys are all, I got a whole bunch of pro staff. You guys are you, the best pro staff team I've ever had in my entire life. Um, so, all right. So times, let's talk about shows. Um, I definitely don't want to step on other people's toes. All right. I don't want to do a Saturday night. I like Debo's show. 
I that's to be honest, just wanted to um I want to hang out with Brendan Brown and mainstream a little bit. Um Brown's big company. I want to see those guys. Um I like Hellabass, I like Travis. Uh, there's a lot of shows out there. Um, and I don't know what I'm gonna do it. I might keep it on Thursday nights. It's the summer for me, so I think I'm gonna possibly pick some different nights, right? You might catch me on a Friday, I might do a Sunday night. It's not gonna be all the time, but the the content is changing. It's not gonna be these pre-planned um interviews. I'm gonna have guests on. Guests mean more fun, more entertainment. Um, but I still want to make sure there's some education that comes up. So when we do some spotlighting of um, the ter- the northern swing coming up for bass, um, a good friend of mine gave me a great idea uh, for a show, and I'm really excited about it. Um, and he he'll be in it actually. So, um, but more to come on that, and it'll basically be uh, a very unique way of talking about jigs and spotlighting and highlighting uh, the upcoming Northern Swing of the Elite Series, which is um, St. Clair is first, then they go to Champlain, and then they go to the St. Lawrence River. So I feel that this is kind of a cool way to incorporate what people are going to see out there in the pro tours and talk about some jig stuff. And that is not my idea. I have a good friend to thank for that. And I I will announce because he will be one of the persons in the show um, when that gets decided. Um, if the jig mold um, was a spin cast mold, the jig mold, the jig mold is going to be a spin cast mold. I'm sorry. I was dense on that, Brendan. Matt, Matt had me covered. Uh, the jig uh, is being made by a spin cast is not being made by a custom CNC mold. Um, so that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I'm a jig maker still. I still make stuff. I still have all my do it stuff. I still love it. That's what I make 99% of my stuff with. Um, it comes down to this guys. I needed to find, if I'm going to make jigs and I want to make a few bucks at it, I have to find a way not to make this my part-time job. I'm not looking for a part-time job. My family is my part-time job. Um, and I want to still be able to do YouTube and I don't want to start making jigs for other people all the time because there's no dollar value for that. But, um, I want to get my designs out there and I want, um, I want to be a designer for somebody else someday. That's what I want to do. So there we go. Um, uh, reborn Nirvana. Hey, what's up, man? What is your show about? How are you? Uh, reborn. I, um, we basically talk about things going on in the fishing industry. Uh, a lot of custom crafting and designing for making custom baits, uh, for fishing. Um, so welcome. If that's your thing, Cool. Come hang out. Uh, if not, I appreciate you anyway and jumping in. Whether if you saw us on the on the live board on YouTube, um, that's good. So um, we appreciate no, no matter what. So um, any questions for you guys about things coming up? I'm trying to think. Did I, anything I didn't cover? No, I think I covered most everything. You guys, make sure you leave. Um, if I missed your comment. I apologize. Um, I'm scrolling back up. A lot of, man, a lot of people want to be on the pro staff. You're all on the pro staff. New Smalley World. No, how did I miss this? New Smalley. Oh, my God. Back to the future. Brendan Brown, he's back to the future. New Smalley World Record will be on that jig, hopefully. Guys, the one that's going to be fire. This is the jig. This is the jig. Let's. All I'm going to say is there. there is... This is not regular round rubber and no one else out there. There's only one other company, Dem Jigs, 
that makes a jig uh, with this type of material, this type of fine cut living rubber. Um, maybe other people make it, maybe some other designers, but this is the real deal. This basically functions to replace what you would get with a hair jig uh, with weighted. And you can add a trailer on the back of this. Um, I had friends who were putting little small little paddle tails and Kitex on the back of this. Keep in mind, this profile from top to bottom is only two inches. So just imagine that condensed in the water, what it looks like. Um, I actually do have another little version that's going to be silicone that I didn't show everyone yet. A um, little more flair on it, right? That is going to be a little different effect than this one. But I am going to have another black profile jig that is not going to be the fine cut rubber, which actually crushes um, a lot of cool stuff. So, but anyway, you guys see some of the jigs. I haven't showed all of them yet um, and lots more coming. So I'm excited. What do you think is harder making swim baits or fly, fly, fly jigs? Um, hands down swim baits. Um, and the reason I say that now, watch, if you ask Brendan Brown, he'd say, um, Brendan Brown would say jig making is tough. Like he goes, tying jigs is a, like, it's a hard thing. Um, just getting used to it. I say making baits, uh, uh, a swim bait is harder. Balsa and carving right shape and making sure it does what you want it to do. And the um, proportions on it are equal, meaning just left and right side. It's a big deal. So to me, um, does it come in purple? I have purple devil just for you, my friend. Um, so I would say swim baits. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. Will Junkin, um, Will, okay, good question. Will said you didn't cover why I can, I can buy them. So I am basically going to make the, if you don't have a Venmo account, you should get one. Everything I do is going to be above board. It's all going to be report outs. I'm going to do everything legitimately. Um, that's how it's going to go. I'm going to report it out. Uh, but I'm going to do payments via Venmo, right? Um, so, and I think, I will say, I made just in time, but I'm saying right off the bat, because I don't know exactly how shipping goes, and I'm not buying one of those shipping machines when I first start, those cool little shipping machines like Debo has. But I've got to talk to some friends about how much shipping is going to be based on weight, um, the different options. But uh, I feel like shipping is going to be like six bucks. Um, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if it turns out that it's going to be less than that in time, then then I'll charge less in time. Um, PayPal, I you know, there's lots of options. Larry Hadley, is your hand not fixed yet, dude? Larry, did you hear me say that Costa Rica is canceled? Freaking. Can I show you guys something? I wasn't going to show this because Costa Rica got canceled. I want to show you something. Larry, look at the, look at the box I put it in. Look at this, guys. You see that? That's Larry Hadley. Yeah, I know, Will, the thermal printer. I don't have, I maybe in time, but anyway, look at this. I put these all in there. You must not be a true Chicagoan going above board, Gators says. Gators, it's what I say live that matters. Okay, would you please just. All right, so it, listen, I. Guys, there are a lot of friends out there that make bucktails, and I love you all. Some really, I've had people on the show, some really good friends. But my longest standing friend, bucktail maker, even before um, 
I think even before Jig Squad started was Larry Hadley, the angler. And Larry, look at that, guys. I told Larry, I said, Larry, I need white bucktails for Costa Rica. So he did, obviously, all, oh, wow, that looks good on camera. Hopefully that looks good. He did all the cool colored heads. And I tell you what, this is only treasurable, as treasurable as one other thing that I have, which I've given a lot of jigs away in this. Um, maybe I should do that sometime. Those are all, and you know what Larry Hadley did? I'm just going to be honest. Larry, I got to tell this story. So Larry sends me, I got you, I'll make them. Uh, Larry, did I show you a picture? If anyone who didn't see it, I'll show you. This is my son's arm. So here's what happened. This is why we're not going to Costa Rica. That's broke, broke. And I'm not going without my son. So it was a family trip. So, but anyway, I, I said, I go, I, I'm going to, I want to support my guy. Right. And I'll support my other bucktail friends in time. Right. Um, I will. And I still think on the fly makes the best hair jigs out there for uh, marabou jigs. So I might just buy them from him from here on out rather than try and make any myself. Um, but anyway, I had this box already. I had different baits in there. Um, and so I said, I want white bucktails. He goes, just white. I go, just white. I go, you could jazz them up with any other color you want. Thread heads. And I guys, this to me is magical. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. I should, I should pull them out and show you all, but then I got to put them back in. But you want to talk about color. Guys, all white, and the heads are different colors and blue and thread ties. This is this is what I love. I was so excited. I, I literally had this next to all my other stuff. I had everything planned and packed, and this was going, right? So, Larry, it's got to wait, brother, but I got a cool box for it. And um, I treasure this almost just as much as I treasure the box that I got from On The Fly Tackle, which, by the way, Brian, I did share some of those jigs with my friends this past weekend who caught fish on them up in Sturgeon Bay. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to let you know, and I did share them with some kids at school uh, that used them fishing. And um, so anyway, um, guys, I don't know what else to say. I'm back. Uh, I don't know how often I'm back. I don't know how frequent the shows are going to be. I'm, I'm on summer break, right? So, um, Oh, listen, let me highlight this here because this is – so, guys, I said on the fly tackle, if you want any Larry Hadley jigs or bucktails like that, it's the Anglor. I'll type it in the chat. A-N-G. The Anglor. Uh, that's Larry's um, handle on um, – it's in chat on Instagram. He makes bucktail jigs with fantastic heads, and if you haven't seen them, you should go check them out. Even if you just go buy a couple and you want to use them for bass fishing, um, they work with a paddle tail on the back really well. Um, yes, Brian, I, the goal is to give them all away, right? Um, but more time's coming for that, right? So on the fly says, I have a limited drop of Larry Hadley jigs we tied in our walleye color styles coming soon. So they will be very similar. Let me see if I have it here. No, Brian, it's in. They're, they're in the box. They're in my bag from the trip that I just came home from on Thursday. Um, so check out On The Fly Tackle, guys. Um, fantastic stuff. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Hold on. What's Brendan Brown saying? This is the night. If you ever get a free Monday night, let me know so we can have you on the show. Brendan, I'll I'll connect with you because now that I'm off for the summer, I know uh, we talked previously. Let's set we'll we'll set something up. Um, I owe you guys that. Um, but guys, I'm back. Hopefully, you guys, did I cut out too much tonight? I remember when I did this like a year, uh, six months back. Things didn't look too good in the basement. No, it looks okay. I just went over to YouTube. I don't know if it cut out at all. Sean, what's up, buddy? Um. But, guys, I, I'm excited about this. This gives me a chance to come on here, lets us talk a little crap about the pro fishermen. Uh, we're going to talk about the tournament scene, what's going on, um, who's who's the pain in the arses, who isn't, uh, some some what to preview for some of the shows, come, uh, tournaments coming up. We'll talk some jig making uh, and just switch it up a little bit. So hopefully that gives you guys another um, option. Uh, so it's not always just jig making, but we are going to find a way to talk about jigs and some of the pro fishermen and how they're using them on the tour. So um, uh, Gator says it froze once, but not so bad besides that. Okay. A ketchup only hamburger and got a plain hamburger. Faith first fishing. Faith first. You're the, th you hold up the line at McDonald's when you make that. And first of all, ketchup is awesome. So you should rethink your hamburger ordering. Um, Tom, thanks for the feedback. No, it's all good. No vid mic issues. Brendan Brown. That's awesome because I'm going low budget. I, I'm not go, trying to be Luke Duncan here, but who doesn't run a low budget show, but he he calls it such. Um, so if I talk smack about any pros that you like uh, tonight, tough shit. Um, it's what I think. If I talk crap about any pros, uh <laughs> Bass open pros that you like, uh, and you think you know what I was talking about. Yeah, tough anyway. Uh, this is Jig Squad, folks. Um, I I love you all. It's time to turn the volume up again. We're gonna do some fun things and um enjoy ourselves this summer from the basement. By the way, I want to see my boy catch some fish here at the next tournament coming up. Bradley Hallman. Um, love the dude. Um, I got this hat on Hellabass's show. And I'm a big Bradley Hallman fan, so I hope. Um, oh my God, Will ketchup is the devil's fruit juice from the devil's fruit, a tomato. I love it. I love the devil's fruit. All right. Anyway, take care, all. I love you all. Uh, comment below what pro you'd like to see me talk about next. Uh, hit the like button and do me a favor: share the show with your friends. Let's get um, miserable people in chat, happy people, all the regulars. I really don't care. It, we're an equal opportunity offender around Jig Squad. And um, thank you as well, Brennan Brown. Folks, I hope you have a good uh, week at work, school, or whatever you have going on for vacation. I love you all. Folks, let's get an outro. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a new outro. Maybe I should put music in it. So when they copyright me, it won't matter because I don't make any money on this anyway. Love you all. Peace. <laughs>